Everybody, welcome to the House of Mario, episode twenty-four. I'm your host Drew Agnew, and joining me today is my esteemed co-host Bryce DeWitt. Esteemed co-host. I like it. Yep. Yep. I also got called really. I also uh, got called uh, the sexiest voice in podcasting the other week by Eric. So that was good. To... That, that was nice of him. Yeah. yeah. Was it was it accurate or not? Probably. I don't know. Is it? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I haven't listened to every podcast. So I can well, tell you. Good point. All I can say is it's right up there. I felt, <laughs> believe me. And uh, we have our first uh, in-studio guest today, Daniel Tredray, good friend of ours. Hello. Uh, Dan, just uh, in a way to let the audience sort of get to know you, what's your favourite Nintendo game? Uh, Majora's Mask, favourite game of all time. My, far prefer it over Ocarina of Time just due to the depth of the story. And it's just, it's not a game, it's more of an experience. And that's oh, well. very pretentious as fuck, <laughs> I don't like that. Uh, I'm just going to say that again. Uh, my favourite <laughs> Nintendo game. Oh, God. Just... <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Uh, uh, today we're going to be talking about the Mini Direct uh, Nintendo Labo we got announced yesterday. And also, um, our favourite Mario spin-off games. But first, what have you guys been playing? Um... Okay. <laughs> I'm talking into the microphone. Oh, no. Yeah, I had to duck in there. But, um... Okay, so what have I been playing? I've actually been playing uh, way too much Xenoblade. Uh, I've finally got to a place where I'm comfortable in 2. Started X again. And uh, it's been my goal to finish that over the next couple of weeks. Well, you've done, like, all the side quests, or...? Nah, not quite, but I'm, I'll, I'll get there. I'm taking a break after... <laughs> Hours and hours of grinding for Rare Blades. I finally finished that collection, mm. and uh, oh, nice. so I've I've moved on to X for a break. So I've just started, and I'm um, I've barely done anything. I've, I'm doing a few side quests. I'm playing hide and seek in the first area. In Argentum, yep, yes, that's a very exciting quest. <laughs> <laughs> it's trying to find the NPCs. Yeah, best way to start it. Yeah. What about you, Dan? What have you been playing? Um, so I've been playing. On and off, a bit of Mario Odyssey, a bit of Breath of the Wild, and I've been playing Ultra Moon, which, to be honest, has been a bit of a letdown with seeming almost like a beta edition of the original Moon. Beta edition. <laughs> well, well, yeah. Moon completed. 2.0. Yeah, it's got, like, I started playing these and I got sort of bored and I stopped finishing, but stopped playing, sorry. But you, uh, you've actually played, have you finished it? I've got up to the Rainbow Rocket episode, which I'm, I've been... I haven't played in much yet because I've been trying to grind my party a little bit. Yeah. But up until the end of the game, it, I found it very similar to Moon. In, in a yeah. way, it just wasn't very enjoyable at all. There's just slight changes here and there that, to, to me, probably not the best idea to go... It almost made it feel like a reskin rather than a second version. Yeah, it definitely feels like a reskin. I, I stopped playing just because I'm like... I didn't like Sun and Moon that much anyway, and this is... Almost exactly the same. Like, yeah. So there are some interesting po- new Pokemon, such as Araquanid, but they're in, they're in the original Sun and Moon anyway, so that's not much of a point of difference. And then yeah. Pokemon like Blacephalon and Stack Attacker come after you finish the game anyway, so that's almost makes them a mo- moot point when you're talking differences between Sun and Moon and Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon. I find it, I find it really hard to... Um... I find it really hard to justify what they've done with it. Yeah. Like, 
really, really badly. Uh, the fact that they want me to spend, you know, 50, 50 to $70 on this game has got me completely bewildered more than before. Yeah. Um, I really hope that this will hopefully be a learning experience for them because I'm sure it's sold like hotcakes, but it's not. I actually don't know the sales. I assume they're good. Yeah, it's, it's a Pokemon game. I think in the first week it wasn't in the top 10, which is pretty surprising for a Pokemon game. Well, yeah. yeah. Third versions traditionally sell a little bit less than yeah. the first set, but still. Yeah, because the hype's I'm not going to be looking there. at the numbers now, but I'm not <laughs> expecting a whole a whole lot. No. Oh, well. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that, that game just makes me sigh a bit. But I've been playing uh, a bit, a fair few games. I bought... I think I bought six games from the eShop on Christmas. We haven't done a podcast since then. Mm-hmm. So, got a fair few games to talk about. Oh, I've got three I want to talk about here. We've got Brawl Out, which is sort of like a Super Smash Brothers S game. It's pretty much like a... Just looking at it, it looks very similar to Smash Bros. But it... it like, you, you've got this as well, don't you? you got yeah, Brawl yeah, out. yeah. No, I, I bought it, yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, it sort of plays... It sort of plays similar, but... Just it's it's missing like the uh, the grab and shield mechanic. Yeah, because they invested them into characters. Yeah, so as, they, as normal moves. Yeah. yeah, so it pretty much completely changes the gameplay because you're not grabbing, you're not playing that rock paper scissors mechanic. Yeah, it's more about uh, precise precise button pressing and mm. uh, comboing than anything else. Mm. Yeah, it's really hard to break a combo because there's no grabs or shields. Yeah, I enjoy it, but it's uh it's not really. It's not scratching the itch, like for Smash Bros. Like I want it to. Well, no, not 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 completely the same, but it's decent for in and out jump ins and yeah, you know. Um, but uh, the only thing I really don't like is the fact that they've locked characters behind what what is essentially crates. Yeah, yeah, so that, like that's that really annoying. Because I'm like, I, I go into it and I've got like nowhere near enough money, and I've been playing for a few hours. I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. It's good that it needs a couple of updates just for frame frame rates and stuff like that. I've found a few hitches there. Yeah, I've had I've had a couple hitches in just playing bot matches where it's like it'll just lock up for like a second and then it'll return to normal. I'm not sure what what that's about. Mm. I don't know if you've had that. Yeah, I have. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm not sh- I'm not sure what's going on there because it's not it's not super intensive to the system. Mm. Like I expect it from things like Xenoblade or Zelda or something. I'm not sure I expect it from Brawl Out. Yeah, well, I guess it's just a small team on it, so I guess stuff so. happens. Yeah, yeah. but uh, I haven't actually played it with someone else. I've only played against CPUs, so maybe we'll find more fun if we actually play together. Yeah, maybe things will change. Like in Smash Bros, a lot of people don't necessarily have much fun with that well, by himself. Yeah, unless you're crazy like me, and I'll play it forever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the second game I I uh, played was uh, Blossom Tales on the Switch. Uh, I, I got sucked into this so bad. I just all I wanted to do was play this game. I loved it so much. It's a uh, basically a link to the past clone. Have you seen anything on it, Dan? Uh, no, I actually have not. So I'll be listening with interest here. Oh, oh, with interest, <laughs> not just rolling with out. with great interest indeed. <laughs> <laughs> all right, <laughs> uh, it's it's pretty much Zelda just reskinned. Honestly, it's got your heart pieces. It's got your dungeons. It's got your pretty much linked to the past overworld. It's uh, and you play as a, a a female instead of obviously a male from Zelda, but it's set as like a grandpa telling his uh, two grandkids a story, like in front of the fireplace, 
and, and that's how the game starts off. And whenever you get to a dungeon, it's got like, the text and it's saying like, oh, grandpa, grandpa, what's this place? And he's explaining the place and that. It's like, as like the story's going on, that's how it's narrated. It's really interesting. Mm. I haven't actually seen like a game uh, sort of set itself up like that. So it's really nice. And the dungeons are really good, as, especially since uh, Breath of the Wild didn't really scratch that itch necessarily. No. It scratched yeah. a lot of other itches, but it didn't do that traditional Zelda dungeon. Yeah, so absolutely. It's really yeah. nice to go back to that. And not, to be honest, I can't wait till Virtual Console <laughs> comes and we can play all the Zelda games on Switch. I can't wait till uh, a new, hopefully, top-down Zelda well, next year. Yeah. Uh, let's just hope that Virtual Console does come soon. I'm going to say for the 500th time. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh yeah, no, I'm not going to count you on on Breath of the Wild. It definitely it was it was lacking in the dungeon and like flesh of story. Mm, yeah, I. Uh, but you know, minimalist was kind of good for that game because it lets you appreciate every uh, appreciate everything else. I think. Yeah. I uh, I haven't played Blossom Towers yet, but obviously I've been recommended it. If I'm sitting here next to you, who's played it mm. a lot? It's not too long either. It took me about 13 hours, so it's not gonna. No, yeah. yeah. So it's a nice length where. You know, a Zelda game would take you 20, 30 hours, I dare say. Yep. Gotcha. Yeah. Or if you're playing Breath of the Wild, 80 to 100 hours. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit of a different experience. Yeah, just going back to that discussion on Zelda and Virtual Console, I saw a thread on the internet the other day. Oh, what we expect from the new, with the Switch, would you expect a handheld type Zelda and a console type Zelda both on the same console? For example, like a Ocarina of Time. Sort of Zelda being Breath of the Wild, and then something sort of emulating the style of A Link Between Worlds or the Minish Cap. Mm. I'd like to see next Zelda be a top-down Zelda. Hopefully, take a little bit time, like less time development time than like another team while they're also working on the next big 3D Zelda game. Well, I'm not too sure myself. I think I think they're really trying to make the. I, as much as it's a handheld as well as it is a home console, they're really trying to, like, solidify the fact that, no, guys, this is primarily a home console. Mm. Uh, so I find it really hard to think that they're actually going to do it. They may. I'm not, I'm not going to count it out, but uh, judging by how well-received Breath of the Wild is, I think they're probably more focused on trying to make what is essentially Breath of the Wild 2. Mm, yeah you know it's it's one of the most popular games of all time now so the i'm pretty sure they're already probably starting work on their next the next project already mm. i wouldn't expect a breath of the wild 2 for a while though so no possibly could use like leftover attributes from making breath of the wild to make a sequel of sorts or just make like a top-down game to sort of scratch the zelda itch if yeah. you would i think they'll have a second team and they'll bring out a small zelda game something along the lines of a link between worlds or uh, that multiplayer one that came out I always forget the name <laughs> Triforce Heroes that's the one Triforce Heroes yeah I think I think they will come out with games like that because it's going to take years if they build up a new Zelda game unless they just do a Majora's Mask situation and just which, reuse assets which going by their track record they've only really done once yeah that's the so. only time yeah I'm not sure if it'll be on Switch though <laughs> mm. to be completely honest you reckon they'll go back to the 3DS? Or? Well, they're still selling for the 3DS. They're still developing for the 3DS. Mm, yeah. So, And those thing, those kinds of things sell well on 3DS. Uh, top-down Zelda's. I'm not, sure, I'm not sure it would sell as well on Switch because people maybe expect more, I guess. 
Yeah. Oh, there's a lot of nostalgia, obviously, for stuff like Link to the Past, but, you know, we, we got all that on out the way on uh, Link Between Worlds. Yeah. Everybody fell in love with that game. I didn't finish it until, like, a, a year or so after it came out, maybe a bit longer than that. I re- still really enjoyed it when I did finish it, but... Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I think it's the type of thing where like we have an abundance of 3DS consoles out there, a bunch of people that are hungry to play Zelda. Obviously, if you charge them fifty to seventy bucks for it instead of like eighty to a hundred, they're mm. going to be more appealed to it. Um, and it's yeah, going to feel like the experience that you would expect on a 3DS. Mm. I don't think they will go back to 3DS just because they do have a link to the past and they've recent no, not link to the past, link between, link between worlds. worlds. <laughs> and they they uh, just recently put it in their Nintendo Classics line. So I think they'll just if they want to push a cheap system with like a traditional Zelda game, they'll just push that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I I can see them starting to move away from the 3DS as well. Even with like recent releases that are st- like Fire Emblem Warriors are starting to be more focused towards the new 3DS, yeah, yeah, which is not going to be not sell as well as if they were on a like just regular 3DS. Hmm. So I can see that, and those games that have also come out on the new 3DS have also kind of been skinned down from Switch or Wii U. Yeah, so I can see that see that as almost a way of saying we're not going to be focusing focusing as much on the 3DS. We're just going to put things out on it when we have them. I so forgot Fire Emblem Warriors is on 3DS. It's yeah. <laughs> when I think about it though, is it's just the Warriors games perform awfully. Yeah. <laughs> on those handheld systems, uh, there's almost no reason to bring them there. I guess they're just kind of like, well, we'll milk it for all it's worth. It works okay on new 3DS. Like Horror Warriors worked okay on new 3DS. Yeah, but okay is okay isn't great. It's, no, it's no. okay. No, if you have the opportunity to have it on Switch or something, you know you're better off. And now we've got Horror Warriors Deluxe coming or whatever you want to call it, uh, which yeah. has got the DLC for both systems because for whatever reason they decided to make it all different. Yeah. Also, now the third time that they've released Horror Warriors. So hold on, hold on. We'll get to this in the direct, but right, right. We'll uh, we'll we'll move on to the direct then. If you guys got nothing else you've been playing, nah, that's about it for me. I think yeah. direct away, direct away. All right. So was it a week ago or two weeks ago or something ago? Not, I can't remember. Not that long ago. Not lot long ago. Uh, Nintendo held a mini direct. Uh, the internet was awry with just predictions and speculation. Yep. Losing their shit over the flamey chibi ro- robo on the Twitter account. I don't. Was that did that have any reason or not? <laughs> no. I don't think it did. Nintendo trolling again. Mm-hmm. They were trolling, but yeah, whatever. And uh, we won't go through every single one because I dare say you know very well by now what happened. But just quick takes. What what do you think? What did you think about it, Bryce? So, you know, we got a... The thing I took away from it is we got a lot of announcements in there that were good news in the ways of series coming to the Switch more than, you know, first-party IPs pushing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we got stuff like Mario Tennis, which actually looks pretty decent. Yeah. You know, but then we've also got uh, more Kirby stuff, which uh, past history, if you listen to this show before, you probably have noticed that we don't really care much about Kirby. <laughs> uh, good series, just not for $80. You yeah, know 80 I mean? bucks is pushing it, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, 80 bucks is pushing it for a Kirby game for me, at least. Uh, yeah. I'll buy it if I ever find it really cheap, but... You won't. I will, if it's really cheap. No, I mean, you won't find it cheap. <laughs> well, No. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. It's, it's, a, it's a Nintendo game. Um, but uh, then we got news like 
Horror Warriors, which needed to be done thanks to the stupid split up DLC between the two versions. Donkey Wii Kong Country, yes. Tropical Freeze. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think I need to say more about Donkey Kong ports. I think it was a good direct. It, like uh, Donkey Kong and uh, Horror Warriors, they were ports that needed to happen at some stage. Well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a couple of other interesting games. We've got Dark Souls, that's time, coming. Time to get good on Nintendo Switch. Yeah, time to get good. Mm-hmm. We've got Dark Souls, which is coming day and date with the other systems, which is good to see. Um, and Mario, Mario Tennis and Kirby, they were the only like brand new things, which was fairly disappointing. Yeah, I think. yeah, but I mean, I, like, it's only a mini direct, so I guess we can't expect yeah. too much, but... Yeah, but just, we didn't know it was a mini direct before. <clears throat> yeah. That's the only problem. A little bit overhyped going and in. I wasn't expecting Pokemon Metroid or anything big there, but I just wanted a few things out, like highlighted, between now and E3. Just Something to tease us like they did with the Metroid and Pokemon announcements from E3. Yeah. Maybe just like show, oh. like, yes, this is how work is going on it. Or something. I, was, I was thinking more along the lines of uh, uh, the thing last year when they announced all the Switch stuff, and I was like, well, ARMS is coming June, Mario's at the end of the year, to so sort of pace out the year so you sort of know what to expect. Yeah, right. Um, well, I don't know. To be honest, in the end, I don't think I was completely disappointed. There was a lot of stuff there. You know, you got SNK, you got uh, East 8 is coming to Switch as well, mm. which is a pretty good thing. I've been bra- I've been uh, browsing a lot, actually, on like uh, stores like Mighty Ape and seeing a lot of games on Switch that I'd not seen there before and were pretty much PS4 exclusive oh, right, yeah. before they were put on the switch and like seeing stuff like that's pretty good as well yeah you know uh so east 8 is a welcome addition because it's pretty highly rated actually um and yeah overall i i can't say i'm i can't say i'm too disappointed with it i i i understand that like there's a need there for more nintendo first party but at the same time uh seeing all that support come to fruition is good as well i'm excited to play the world ends with you yeah because i've never i've never played it honestly mm. um so it's a good thing it's coming to switch in a very nice pretty looking version i'm very keen for that um but yeah overall it was about what i expected it to be i mm. think i didn't expect anything super major yeah i i, I stuff they have coming up anyway yeah i sort of just went oh well my money's safe no i'm not disappointed but there's nothing i'm really that looking forward to dark souls would be interesting to <laughs> play just like oh yeah oh yeah that looks cool oh yeah that looks all right Nothing that really grabbed me. It's just like, huh, that's a thing. Yeah. Mm. Like, like it, the context can be completely different if next month they do another direct and they do outlier some bigger titles coming from them. But I do think I do think it's a precursor to what's going to happen later. Mm. I don't. I don't think it's. I don't think it's like, oh, this is all we've got for you. <laughs> I don't. I don't think that's it at all. I think it was labelled as a mini direct exactly for what it was. Um, I think that. You know, maybe even before E3, something something big will pop up, and it'll become the main focus for probably the next three months, maybe. Yeah. Uh, and then we might get some more ports. I don't know. Obviously, everyone's hoping Smash. There's the GameCube adapter supports there now and everything. So, you know, that needs to happen. I guess Mario Maker on the Switch would be pretty good as well. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> yeah, there's there's lots of uh, ports that need to happen. Smash Bros. is the one I definitely want. Mm-hmm. That's what I was hoping for. Like, like just for the director, I hope they were going to announce it the first half of this year. Personally, I've as much as I'd like to see it happen, I don't... If it happens, 
I wouldn't expect an announcement before E3, but I'm not holding my hopes up hopes up mm. for that. I was a little bit <laughs> holding my hopes up, <laughs> uh, especially when every other uh, Wii U games get like getting port now. So well, every one, but like a, f- a fair few of them. So oh, come on, just do the do the one I want. <laughs> uh, I reckon if they do it, do think about porting. I reckon it'll just end up going to a whole new Smash. You reckon? Yeah. yeah. So, which is why I'm not holding up hope. I reckon it might be a couple of years away. It's just, uh, yeah, I think the new Smash is a long way away still. So, just release the Wii U one and, yeah, let that entertain us until the new one comes out. Because I'm happy enough with the Wii U one, to be honest. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, even with the DLC that I added and stuff like that, it just felt like it, it was it was the biggest Smash. Oh, by far. Yeah. By far. Its major problem was just that it was on a dying console, so... Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> dying is an understatement. It was alive for, what, uh, four or five years before the Switch came out? Yeah. Switch has outsold it. <laughs> like also, it was... touching on something on that we'll talk about later on, uh, Nintendo Labo has now replaced the Wii U portal on the Nintendo website, which kind of shows <laughs> how Nintendo hold... what sort of esteem they hold the Wii U in. So They, they replace it with a piece of cardboard and replace it with cardboard oh <laughs> uh, well, we may as well move on to that then yeah, yeah. segways Nintendo Labo was announced it's a interactive cardboard simulator yay no. like just going, going around here what what do you guys think about that uh, well I I'm, I admit I'm not the target audience at all, but it looks fun. It's something that will keep the kids inter- engaged, something for Nintendo to market more at children. Yeah. To keep them creative, keep keep their imagination going. But, yeah, I reckon it's a good idea. It's just we are not the target audience at all. Mid-20s don't want to play, <laughs> play with cardboard and build stuff. Um... A lot of a lot of the internet will be cynical about it, and they're just like Nintendo fanboys can't defend this, and I'm not going to defend it because it is kind of ridiculous. I mm. uh, I again, admittedly, it's not it's not our targeted audience. It's it, it's not what it's for. But cardboard for you know 120 dollars or 80 bucks or like that's a bit much for me I understand it comes with games and all that stuff and it's kind of intuitive and looks good but it's cardboard mm. that's that's the type of stuff where if like you get a child running through your house and they step on the cardboard that cardboard's gone good luck <laughs> yay you have to buy a new kit well I don't know how much like just a cardboard kit costs I yeah don't, I don't... still probably about 20 or 30 and just bucks looking, looking at my first just impression you might the major important parts just seem to be use the Joy-Con adaptability so what's to say that you couldn't just replace that broken bit of cardboard with with a box from down the shops or something? Yeah, if you just got the same shape, yeah. <laughs> just make the same shape. There you go, right as rain. Just like my initial thought was, okay, this is this is odd. This is obviously pretty strange. You're putting your switch in bits of cardboard and whatever. But when I was a kid, I absolutely loved building stuff out of cardboard. Oh well, and look, yeah. And price aside, it's a hundred dollars for the variety kit, but it's. 120 for the robot kit um i don't know how featured these games are i don't know if they've got stuff to do on them or, or they could just or or they could just be a tutorial and to make the joy cons yeah. vibrate i don't know but ultimately but, we've only seen what two minutes of footage so at this point best to withhold judgment i think until we see what it actually is yeah, until reviews come out whatever yeah if it's just like one two switch with cardboard 
not worth it, right? <laughs> <laughs> but if if it's uh, got heaps of stuff in there, it's creative. I think that's a fine price. I, I I look. I think there's some neat stuff in there. I think the piano thing is neat. Mm. I think that's really cool, actually. Yeah. But like, apart from that, what's again? What's to say? You, like Dan said, you go down to the shop and replace it with any generic cardboard. If you ever break a piece, you just why don't you just make the entire thing out of cardboard? I don't know because. I don't know. I know I'm not smart and creative <laughs> enough to just design this thing and fold it out and create it. It's already ready to go, I'm, basically. At the moment, I'm kind of thinking it's more of a framework to provide like some sort of interactivity with the Switch with a kid that's just playing along, trying to design something. Mm. I think it's something It's definitely aimed at engaging kids and yeah. it could be no, something I'm... really good for like young families. <laughs> and I, 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 feel like, I feel like I'm not going to buy it. I'm not going to spend $100 on it. But if I had one just like given to me or whatever and placed it in front of me and I'm like, okay, I've got this Labo, get my Switch, I'll get this cardboard out and I'm folding it up and making these little cars vibrate around and playing a piano, I'm like, I'll probably get a bit of a kick out of it, to be honest. <laughs> um, yeah, but I, I just think the asking price is probably a bit too expensive. Do you know what I mean? Because again, like I had the same argument with 1-2 Switch. Mm. you know really expensive probably should have been free I'm not saying that Labo should be free but it shouldn't be <laughs> that expensive I feel like that's way too expensive mm. we didn't pay $80 for Wii Sports you know it's, it's like apart from the cardboard what are we what are we what yeah. are we missing well it's 20, I'm, I'm just putting it it's like $20 for the cardboard and the rubber bands and bits of metal that you use to do all the different things and the uh the game's $80. What it comes down to me is just how much stuff is in those games to do. If, it, if, it's, yeah. just, if it's just a bunch of videos and an ap- application to turn your stuff, that's not enough for $80, nowhere near. No. But if there's little challenges or little... Like, if it's a fun... Something like, that'll keep people engaged for, say, yeah. 20, 10, 20 hours. Yeah, if, if, if you've got something to do with your cardboard... Or if you just, just want to sit... It and, <laughs> or if you just want to sit down with little Billy over there and build something. Yeah. Think of it, I'm trying to think of it at the moment as more like Nintendo Lego rather than a Nintendo game. Mm. But see, there's sort of, something actually come out before that and they said pretty much exactly the same thing. Yeah. The rumoured thing was that it was supposed to be something called like Pixel yeah, something. Yeah, too, yeah. And it was supposed to be like Nintendo Lego. It kind of looked like the Mario Amiibo, the classic Mario Amiibo. Yeah. And then like you would build off of it. That'd be awesome. That would be that would be great because it'd be like, well, I'm spending eighty dollars on Lego on a game. <laughs> what was that? What was that uh, thing on the infomercials all the time? You do like, I forgot what it was called now, but it's basically like for girls and you like you, be- you build like beads. <laughs> oh, bindies! Bindies! Yeah, Nintendo the one, bindies. The ones, the ones that got called, <laughs> the, the ones that got called out for being like MDMA when you got them wet. Oh, yeah, because you eat them and it's just like <laughs> glue and stuff. Oh god, the glue, the glue was like MDMA. Yeah. Yeah, could you imagine Nintendo bindies? Oh god. <laughs> Everyone, put, bi- put bindies on your labo. Everyone's getting high on Nintendo this year. <laughs> really cracking open a new market there. Yeah. Jesus. Hey, buddy. Got your Nintendo right here if you need it. Oh dear. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, I'm pretty high on the idea. Of, oh god, <laughs> <laughs> didn't mean that. Yeah, I, I'm pretty. Yeah, I'm pretty happy about the idea of uh, the Labo. It just depends on the price. Really comes down is how much is in that software. Yeah. So, yeah. so again, kind of with I'm with. I think it's an excellent idea. I'm just withholding proper full judgment until I see mm. 
how much is there <laughs> actually i saw a funny tweet uh based uh, a game journalist he said <laughs> remember all the hate we got from a game journalist got when we're bad at cuphead imagine the hate we're going to get now it's just like a picture of like inside the, like the <laughs> robot box it's like that elaborate rubber bands everywhere and ropes and it's like oh god <laughs> saw a tweet the biggest problem with nintendo labo it was just a cat sitting in the middle of that someone trying to build a house <laughs> so yeah just like i can't put my switch in there pixie whatever you call your cat <laughs> Mitt- mittens get out of the yeah. nintendo <laughs> get out of my nintendo mittens <laughs> when you come back to it just scratch marks all down it piss all over it <laughs> just like a soggy mess oh. <laughs> guess I'll play my Labo today <laughs> uh, I don't know I, I think I think the software really needs to live up to the price range yeah absolutely like yeah. If, if it doesn't and it's just one two switch all over again I'm going to be sorely disappointed mm. I, I like I, I like what they're trying to do and I think the piano idea was probably the neatest thing about the entire thing. Well just just reading the um I'm just gonna just reading the uh the ways the Joy Cons are used on this is just like brilliant. Like it, it uses the, the, the AR camera to do like the piano. Like you put it in the back and I'm like that's awesome. Well, yeah. Because yeah. when they started playing, I'm like, how the hell do they know you're playing the keys? <laughs> and like the the, the uh the, the uh, RC cars they use the HD rumble, yeah, to move himself around. So that's, yeah. that's brilliant. No, oh, yeah, it's 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 a neat way to use the tech. It's just it's thinking outside the box, if you will. Damn it, <laughs> damn it, Dan. <laughs> why do we thinking why do we, outside the cardboard box? Why do we bring you on <laughs> <laughs> for for quality puns like that? I thought no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, like I, I think <laughs> Jesus Christ, I I think it's neat and all. But yeah, the money, the money, and then looking at it like, oh, look, the new fun way to play for Nintendo. It's like, oh, look, there's an announcement in 24 hours. Wonder what it's gonna be. The first image you get is cardboard sliding on a belt and getting stamped, and then sliding off the belt, and then people building cardboard. Bryce, I know you're down on the idea at the moment, mate. I am down on the idea. But just imagine we'll do it. We'll do a let's play. We'll do something. Of us, us building a little house, playing piano together, we'll have a great Crushing time. Crushing the fishing rod under our grip. Yeah, so the fishing rod, taking one, the fishing rod out to the sea for some actual fishing. The fishing rod, like the piano in the house, that seems that seems cool. The uh, the idea of the fishing rod that seems a bit, <laughs> a bit just because mini gameish. It's going to be like doing the reel. It's going to like be bending and stuff. It's going to be a bit of a mess that game. <laughs> yeah. Well. But, yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> I just yeah I don't know when I was expecting something different when they when they sort of it was almost half like a big deal for 24 hours because people were like oh bet you it's VR and then people were like no it's not going to be VR and then I'm like thinking to myself I'm like I have no no idea what it's going to be. Plot, plot twist the cardboard is actually VR. <laughs> when I first saw the, uh, the 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 robot one I thought he had like you switch like in the cardboard on his head. That's what speaking I speaking of the, speaking of the robot game. There was a photo of Miyamoto demonstrating a game at 2014 E3 with yeah. the Wii U gamepad, which I think this might have been developed out of. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Miyamoto yeah. playing by this game with a gamepad where he's smashing buildings, and then four, four years down the line, here we are. I actually mentioned it. Yeah, I mentioned it earlier. So like the Wii U was literally replaced by cardboard. <laughs> <laughs> the cardboard's getting the games that were coming initially to Wii U. Isn't it, isn't it isn't it a wonderful world we live in? Mm. 
Where the Wii U is so trash, it could be replaced by trash. And do you reckon we'll get a Paper Mario Labo? That'd be pretty cool. I really want that I, now that I, you've said that. I guess. See, <laughs> so if they do like Labo stuff and like Amiibo stuff together, so that could be like it's it's just like a it's just like a two year old's dollhouse. Yeah, we'll just have like a doll. So like, <laughs> making Mario, I make need a, to have a shower. It's like making like a new Paper Mario game with Labo support or something. Yeah. So you can make your own like environment or something for Mario and to the cardboard has destroy. The, the cardboard has like the chip in it or something. Yeah. I, I just yeah. imagine like sick. Sorry, I just imagine like sticker star. Except it's just like, oh, we need to, we need a sticker over this bridge. It's like, oh, we need a labo to get across this bridge, uh, to get across this like river. So like, okay, carefully construct a bridge out of a labo. It takes like two hours. There, finally done. I can <laughs> finally progress. Got to, got to be honest, that actually doesn't sound like a bad idea if you want to like have a kid like doing something else, like having them create something and then having what they're created be implemented in some meaningful way, which would be, if I was a five-year-old, I wouldn't think that would be the best thing, personally. Well, could you imagine halting game progress to fold together cardboard? Yeah. It depends on the target. Again, target audience. I think children would love that. Yeah. I don't know. When, I, when, I, when, I, when I'm sitting down to play an actual video game like an RPG, I don't want to stop for something like that. That's just my opinion. Yeah, so make it like a $30 Paper Mario game, where that's, if that's the case... Aim at, aim at like five to ten year olds. Yeah. I don't think we'll have to worry about it. It's not going to be implemented in actual games. It's yeah. just going to be no. Yeah. I mean, we're all just talking pie in the sky stuff. But personally, I don't. I for the right audience, I think that would actually be a decent idea. Yeah. Key part. It, I, key part. I don't think the they can right hear a thing you're saying. You're not in the market. for the right audience. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're actually sharing. Uh, Bryce and Treaders are sharing two or uh, one mic between both of them. So. I'm actually just shouting from like the other room. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear don't worry guys I'm on top of the mountain we're just we're just in my spare bedroom at the moment it's not set up for podcasting at all but no absolutely not but we'll I did that. not bring my own microphone so in a way I brought this on myself yeah, that's right you should be more sorry, sorry guys a shame I'll, I'll go out and buy all my podcasting ap- equipment for my one appearance yeah well you might have more appearances <laughs> if you buy more microphones <laughs> I'll go buy 10 microphones microphones for everyone well, the issue is we don't have a place to plug it in, but I digress. <laughs> anyway, back on topic. We, we, we need a bigger box. A, big, a bigger cardboard box, Nintendo. All right, shut up, you two. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll move on to the next topic. Uh, best Mario spin-off. Yeah, so I found this article the other day on a website called The Ringer. They were trying to talk about the best Mario spin-off game. They were trying to. Well, trying. it was a roundtable discussion, <laughs> which I thought would be good for the podcast here. The rules were, uh, ev- the spin-off game had to have Mario in the title, which, for their discussion, excluded Smash Brothers and Luigi's Mansion. And that was about it. Uh, had some of the games that were discussed were Mario Kart, Mario Tennis, Super Mario Strikers, Sonic and the Mario at the Olympic Games. There's a lot of Mario spin-offs. Yeah. We'll uh, day Paper Mario, <laughs> Super Mario RPG. <laughs> But for the purposes of the podcast, I thought we could have our own little mini discussion about it. Did did Hoops 3 on 3 not get mentioned at all? Because I'd be very sad. Unfortunately, the greatest <laughs> game of all time, Hoops 3 on 3, did not game. get mentioned. I love Hoops 3 on 3. <laughs> I think it's great. I bought, I was so excited for that game. I was I bought it and I just played it. I'm like, oh, fuck this game. <laughs> uh, I think it's really good. I, I had a lot of fun with it. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, it was it was basically strikers but basketball. Yeah, I know, but the harder difficulties was just uh, was just. Oh, it was it was it was torturing. It was rubbish. I, why was it so hard? <laughs> why was it so hard? Because they wanted to give you a challenge. Bullshit, though. Yeah, you're complaining about this, but you're like, oh, it'd be interesting to play Dark Souls. <laughs> <laughs> couldn't hack, couldn't hack hoops three on three. <laughs> okay, okay. I, I'm definitely going to get in and kill those kill those Dark Souls enemies with ease. Okay, but just just imagine. Dark Souls, Hoops 3 on 3. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I get your point, Ross, pretty much. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, personally, we're all going to say Mario Kart. But I'm just going to play devil's advocate here. Mario Party. Hi. That's a classic classic series for Mario Tennis. I've, the Game Boy Color Mario Tennis. I've got some good memories of that back in the day. So there are some quality Mario spin-off games out there Wait, Dan, that aren't Dan, Mario Kart. If you've got, you got good memories, give us one good memory. What's a good memory you've got of Mario Tennis on Game Boy Color? Uh, playing it all the way through, unlocking all the characters. It's actually had a pretty decent simulation of a tennis game, which I put, I put quite a few hours into that back in the, back in the day. Do either of you played the Game Boy Advance one, Mario Tennis? No. No, never no. did I. But this is what I mentioned. This is what I mentioned to you the other day when we were speaking about it. Is like the new Mario Tennis looks so good for the the one reason that was the best part about the Game Boy Color one, mm. which was the story mode. Is the game is the Game Boy Advance one had it too? Yeah, but it's not as memorable, I guess. Everybody's talking about the Game Boy Color one. I don't think I've ever heard anybody mm. talk about the Advance one. Yeah, I never really played them, so I can't talk much on them. But. Mm. I played the a demo of the 3DS one. That was a uh, pretty ordinary. It was okay, but it was no Game Boy Color one. Yeah. Um. Again, obviously, Mario Kart pretty much takes the cake in most perspectives, I think. Uh, but if I had to pick one other than Mario Kart, uh, it'd be probably um the RPG series. Mm, yeah. Um. You know, uh, I think personally, I think they're better than Paper Mario. I think Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga was one of the best RPGs they ever made. Uh, if you count uh, Super Mario RPG in the same line, which to a degree it kind of is, I guess. Just like, yeah, uh, Super Mario RPG, uh, Legend of the Seven Stars, is a fantastic game. Um, and Partners in Time was a damn good 3DS game. Uh, 3DS DS. Yeah, DS, yeah. It was definitely one of the better RPGs I've ever played. <laughs> Yeah, I love Partners in Time as well. Partners in Time is fantastic. Bowser's Inside Story was also a quality game. Mm, yeah. Did not play. <laughs> <laughs> I was playing a bit of it, yeah, like a few months ago, but I've got like halfway through it. I've left it. Right, yeah. yeah. Fair enough. But or for just for the purposes of our little where do you think Luigi's Mansion would fit into this? Not strictly yeah. it's more Luigi spin off than Mario spin off, but before or after Mario Kart? Luigi's Mansion and Luigi's Mansion 2. Are you serious? Is that a question? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm just trying to pl- provide some discussion here. After. <laughs> <laughs> We're just like looking at you like... There's Lu- no- Luigi's, Luigi's Mansion or Double Dash? Oh, Jesus. Uh, Still probably Double Dash. <laughs> yeah, probably. Like, it's... The thing is, is uh, everybody loves Luigi's Mansion and I'm not saying I don't, but God trying to control that game was awful at the best of times yeah it's like oh, i want to go for a 100 percent, but if you miss one coin if it just disappears on you then you're stuffed and the camera controls are awful it's trying to spin your fucking vacuum around <laughs> to collect the goddamn <laughs> coin that won't come off the roof rafter 
and oh, then no, you lose no. it and you're like oh there goes my 100% unless I restart back to the last checkpoint which was 10 hours ago or oh, topical discussion for Drew hours, right now how long is it Luigi's Mansion Depends. or 200cc Mario Kart 200cc Mario Kart <laughs> I think it, it doesn't matter what you're going to say it's always going to come back to Mario I, I, Kart I mean personally I would choose Mario Kart as well I'm just trying to stoke the discussion here so yeah you're just you're just trying to hit my sore spot at the moment because I'm trying to get three stars on 200cc at the moment <laughs> and Rainbow like the Mario Kart uh, 8's Rainbow Road which is windy as fuck is ridiculous to do <laughs> on 200cc it's rubbish oh yeah you need something with good turning yeah it's more having to completely change your driving style that you would have learnt through all of Mario Kart to actually have to use the brake now and then yeah and it still doesn't work that well no no, no. yeah absolutely <sighs> oh man Makes so consensus <laughs> Mario Kart clear number one clear number two what do we reckon Something like Mario Tennis, Dr. Mario even. No. I'll, I'll go Mario RPG series as well. Yeah. The Mario and Luigi RPG series. Yeah. Hey, I'll go with Pay for Mario. Bun- bun- a bunch of fun, the RPG series. I feel like, I, especially in Superstar Saga, the Bean Bean Kingdom was such a, such a good enemy. I love them. Yeah, they're funny. Yeah. <laughs> they were good. Just the writing in those games, it's just like really wacky. It's oh, awesome. yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. oh, look, all Princess, all Princess Peach's words have been turned into bombs. <laughs> Boom, boom, boom. Oh, we have to go get her voice back before she blows up the castle with her excessive language. Well, just the very the very first scene in Superstar Saga where Mario's having a shower and Toad goes in and must, must see him naked. <laughs> <laughs> just runs out horrified. <laughs> it's hilarious. It's great. It's great. But also, speaking of Mario spin-offs, Mario Party on Switch would be incredible and I really wish that anthology that's being released on 3DS will be ported over sometime soon. Mm, yeah. Like, on 3DS, it's got... It doesn't have much use there, really. No. I it's don't... perfect for the Switch, and yet it's on the 3DS. Uh, they, You know, they did the same thing with, like, even on the uh, one before it on the 3DS. Or, no. On the Mario DS. Mario Party DS, sorry. Yeah. It was the same thing. <laughs> it was just like, ah, oh, yeah, Mario Party on, a, on what is essentially a single-player console, unless you're around friends. Mm. And, and uh, even, even then, everybody huddled around a 3DS. Like, my memories of Mario Party... Group of mates in a room laughing at each other, trying to mess each other's progress up. You, you don't have the same feeling playing with some stranger in the other yeah. side of the planet. It just definitely needs to be on the TV, really. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. it's a party game. Or, it's in the name. or at least on the same screen. Like, put the Switch down and play it on the same screen, and you're looking at the same screen. I think it's one of those games. I, I just don't think... I just don't understand why they put, like, the definitive Mario Party, as in, like, all the best games in one game. On, on the a 3DS, party console. On the DS. The 3DS, whatever. Yeah. I'm I'm mixing that up today. I don't know how. Don't know, man. Are, are you even a Nintendo fan? Oh, shut up. Hey. <laughs> I think you might be an Xbox fanboy in the room here. Is it you? <laughs> Shit, you're on to me. <laughs> well, you no. gave it away now. You gave it away now. Have you ever owned an Xbox console in your life? No. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's still a fanboy. Don't just don't let him deceive you. I just you. really like the way that box has an X on it. Yeah, it's an R six. <laughs> X marks the spot. <laughs> I hope they use that as like a a slogan. X marks the spot to play or something. I demand royalties now. You get you get like those those announcers in the commercials that are like only on. Like EA, it's in the game. Yeah, so like, X marks the spot. X marks the spot. <laughs> 
Jesus Christ. But, but anyway, getting away from Microsoft and Xboxes on this Nintendo podcast. Drew. Next topic. Next topic. All right, well... Who's playing the bloody host role now, Dan? <laughs> Jesus Christ, we invite you on. You just I'm just taking over the whole thing. Yeah. Welcome to the house of Murray with your house, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> nice house. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. This... Alright, <laughs> <laughs> right, so, Bryce, we have a Discord com- community on Discord. We do, a very do. small one, but I'll pay it. Yes, and this year, us, we both want to sort of it, uh, spice it up a little. Encourage discussion, encourage people to have a little visit over there. Well, yeah. Of so we've got a we've got a a thread there called Weekly Topics, and basically Bryce or I will jump in there. We'll start a weekly topic, and we'll read them on the show. So this week we uh, we've just started, so we've only got one reply, but that's okay. <laughs> got to start somewhere. You do. You got to start somewhere. So, uh, gaming resolutions for 2018. What are some of your gaming resolutions for 18? And I'll read. Buy less, play more. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I think that's a lot of people's. It's just like, finish my backlog, spend less of my friggin' money. <laughs> yeah. Well, money's not cheap. It's not cheap. Dan? It is It is not cheap. Um, For me, uh, Nintendo-wise, uh, 100% Breath of the Wild, maybe including Korok Seeds, maybe not, depending how insane they drive me. You're a lunatic. Yeah. Um, Loony bin. Go through, collect as many Power Moons as I can in Super Mario and non-Nintendo. I've been trying to platinum Uncharted Lost Legacy, but unfortunately my schedule is very busy. I haven't got around to it. Um, <laughs> yeah, mo- mostly clear my backlog. Never going to happen. Um, co- finish as much of the games that I have as much as I can. And then hopefully by the end of the year, mm. play something new and exciting. <laughs> like a Metroid Nintendo, hint, hint. So at the end of the year, I really want to go back to Dan. Did you play something new and exciting this year? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I did not. Unfortunately, like, I just played Pokemon all year. No, you played Nintendo Lab all year. You're just like I, my I, fishing rod is now deteriorated because of the hand sweat. I, I made, I replaced, <laughs> I replaced my house with a ha- house I made out of Nintendo Labo. <laughs> okay, yeah. So I've only got a small budget for gaming this year, hundred dollars, and all I bought was. Nintendo Labo <laughs> and all I've done is refolded the same house again and again, again and, and again, again. <laughs> um, my resolution this year is uh, something I actually heard uh, somewhere else on another podcast or an article or something I read but it's basically make sure every month you finish at least one game because some months you might finish five games some months two months you might finish no games just trying to keep a consistency of keep getting through your backlog over. yeah 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 that way you get the best experience out of all of them too. Yeah. Rather than just rushing everything. I mean, it, it's, it could be cheating too. Cause one month you might finish Skyrim, the other <laughs> the other month you might finish like a short 2D platform or something. But or, or a Telltale game or something. Yeah, it's just do like an episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but from the community, we have uh, Brendan Tam, friend of the show. Uh, he said, my gaming resolution is to stop buying games until I start to make a significant dent in my backlog backlog i've considered uh restricting myself to buying five five new games but i haven't fully decided yet mm. so he's like oh yeah i'll just buy five games it's like, oh shit there's a lot of games this year i'm gonna buy them all i mean even if i only did that for the <laughs> whole year i probably still wouldn't get through much of my backlog so that's a, would you want to be like i'm only buying say six games this year and stick to it god that'd be hard it'd it? be very hard 
And then does that take into account like subscription services like PlayStation Plus, which has contributed heavily to my backlog? Probably not. I I wouldn't. So my thing with the idea of that is is that like with E three coming down the end of the year, they might announce something, and then it's just like, oh, uh-huh. oh, I need that. Give me. <laughs> well, that's a, especially this year. It started last year. We sort of knew all the Switch games. PlayStation had theirs laid out. Like we knew pretty much a lot of the games coming out. Well, yeah, yeah. But this year, like we know Monster Hunter on uh, pla- like a PS four and that. But Nintendo wise, we know you know a few Nothing. ports. We know a few ports and Mario Tennis in springtime but that, that's it so you you can't even be like okay I want this 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 and this this is my five games spaced out I'll play them throughout the year you can't even do that no like no. the next Nintendo Direct might roll around and it might be huge and you might be like oh holiday time 2018 and you're like oh there goes my budget you just look at your piggy bank you look over it just a tear rolls down your eye you're like, cheese and whiskers <laughs> yeah, cheese and whiskers that's a lot oh, of video hello, games hello darkness <laughs> my old friend <laughs> Uh, thanks for uh, replying, Brendan. Yeah, well, uh, thanks, if you, Cam. If, yeah, if you guys want to join our Discord community, there's a, there'll be a link in the show notes, and you can be a part of the show next time. Yeah. All right, absolutely, guys. Do you want to end the show there? Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Get me out of here! Whoa! Holy crap! I'm gonna have to edit that. And Bryce <laughs> just broke the microphone. Yeah. All right, Bryce. Where can they find you on the Twitter? Uh, okay, so at Bryce DeWitt, I've also got to plug something else today. Oh, okay. So for those of you that uh, don't don't follow the whole podcast circle in South Australia or wherever, um, I I was on a podcast. I think it was last week now, or was it the week before? I don't know. I've lost track of time. It was last week. It was last week. Probably. Yep. Go with last week. Okay, we'll go with last week. Uh, I was on um, our good friend Eric's podcast. Nintendo by numbers. Yes. Uh, and uh, I know we haven't talked a lot about Xenoblade 2 on this show, but if you've completed the game and you want to listen to something that's uh, big and spoilery and you just want to hear opinions or, like, you know, theories or anything of the such, uh, visit um, on iTunes, uh, Nintendo by numbers, or you can also find them on their website, which is Nintendo by numbers. Um, if com, you, I presume. Uh, com, yeah. yeah. If, if you Google it, I'm, I'm sure it'll come up. Um, and uh, yeah, we just did an hour and twenty minute long talk about Xenoblade spoilers and all the all the while, and yeah, it was it was a really good, really fun podcast today. Yeah, so yeah, and Eric's friend of the show has been on this show a couple of times, so go over there and yeah, support uh, yeah, his show, show as well. Show him some love because yeah. uh, we love the guy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you can find the House of Mario on Twitter at the House of Mario, and you can find myself at Ruby. Uh You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and other podcast services. And please, if you have the time. Or the willpower, please oh. leave us. <laughs> please leave us a review on iTunes. It helps. Help <clears throat> five stars. <clears throat> yeah, sure. Five stars. You could give us one star and just say we're shit, but good. <laughs> yep. Or or somewhere in the middle. We're not. We're not trying to force your hand here. Just stars, please. We need the stars. Speaking of iTunes reviews, Dan, can you leave us an iTunes review, Dan? Jeez. I'll get right onto that. <laughs> leave Thank us you. more reviews. Uh, eight point eight needs more water. It's out of five, but yeah, I get the joke. <laughs> it's a pokey meme. Let's just yeah, leave it at that. Yeah, you don't even speak into the microphone, bro. They can't even hear you. Uh, I do, well, I, I I was kind of mumbling. That was that was the gist of right. that. Right. <laughs> this podcast has been a bit of a shit show, but it's good. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Dan. That's all right. We need to... I'm just going to put a bit of a tease here. We've got a big announcement coming next week, mm-hmm. so that will be ready to go next episode. Hope you. Uh, 
hope you'll stick along for the ride with us throughout this year. We've got big things planned, so yeah, yeah, I'm very keen. Yeah. Mm. All right, let's end it like we always do with Nintendo Jukebox, where we put some cool Nintendo tunes in your ears. Wait. This this week we got a link to the future by James Landino. It's on the Game Chops SoundCloud I'll, channel. I'll take any bet that it's a dubstep remix, <laughs> judging by the name. I feel like it might be Zelda related. It might be Zelda related. <laughs> it might be. If if you want to uh, go and support uh, Game Chops on SoundCloud, there'll be a link in the description. Go and find this song. And we'll see you next week. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. Au revoir. Shutting down. Goodbye. Goodbye.